What's going on, everybody? I hope you're enjoying our YTG Global Podcast. This couldn't be possible without Anchor, which is by far the easiest way to make or produce a podcast. Why do you ask? Hmm. Simple. Because they're free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As we proceed. To give you what you need. Oh, nah, motherfucker. Get live, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, we back at it. What's going on with you, baby? What's up, man? This is uh this is uh Rick and Jay's uh admissible bias episode number th- actually no I'm sorry this is episode number three because we uh we dropped the weekend joint that's right yeah check it out yeah free, it's, free content dude I'm not gonna lie that's uh like I told you offline I can say it online that's uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts that I, I may have ever did I uh I think that uh, one of the cool things about that pod and the article is that uh Die Hard. R&B fans, or weekend fans, and just a casual music fan right. will both enjoy that piece. It's not super detailed, but it is. It has. It's got some meat on that bone. It's got some for everybody. Right, and you did the writing too for uh, YTG Global, which we're recording live on. First time for us recording live on just straight YTG on Facebook. Follow us on there, YTG Global. Um, dude, that was um, that was a great write up, man. You did your thing on that. Appreciate that. I appreciate your help on it too. Just a little bit, none too crazy, none too crazy. I mean, I mean, besides, I mean, writing is, is all I've been, all, pretty much all we've been doing. We got more right. work and uh, more work coming up, more heat, more bullets in the chamber. Oh, we got, we got some great stuff coming through. Oh my great. god, dude! Oh my god! And I'm not like, I'm not being the salesman here. No. I really believe like some great content out there is coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh for our future and uh even some things we I I did in the past the uh the Charles Gambino write up the J Electronica write up which by the way right, we right. have to. We're gonna have to go back and actually redo those podcasts, make sure they're proper for the people. All for it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I did a Bane write up. I got a Tony Romo one on the way too as well. Hancock, like I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm touching multiple lanes at once. This is, this that. is incredible. We got a, we got a special series coming up that I'm very excited for. Oh my very, god! Very, very. We've been talking about it for like two weeks. Yeah, just we, doing homework on it. Just watch, just watching movies. Um. It's doing all, all sorts of things, man. This is uh, this is absolutely incredible. I'm I'm, I, God, I'm so excited about this. It just can't take me anyway. But let's start off with our how we normally do these things, man. What you sipping on? I uh, I'm sipping on. I'm taking a chill, man. Don't nobody judge me out here. Uh, I'm just sipping on some body armor with some water. That's it. Getting my electrolyte game up. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm you know I'm actually. I'm, t- I'm teleworking. I'm busy throughout the day. It's not like uh, I'm just sitting at home, not working throughout. Thankful to have my job. And uh, As I'm am chilling. I. I'm chilling. I'm playing the long game. What is the, uh, and I guess I get into a few things here with myself too as well. What is the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, is, it, is it wrong to treat the quarantine like uh, airport culture when I say that? You know, airport culture when uh when you pretty much like as soon as you get to the airport, it don't matter. Get to the airport at seven a.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, you're you're drinking already. 
Is it wrong to treat the quarantine as such when it comes to liquor and beer and whatever it is that you like to sip on? Uh, I, you know, everything within reason, you know, it, each person's situation is different out there, but you're right. Airport culture, you know, 730 AM, someone's got the Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, NFL Sunday, it's just 9 AM people tailgating, drinking. So, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's right. Interesting. Right. I mean, and that's how I admit, that's how I've been treating this. I mean, I'm saying I'm waking up, you know, putting a lick in the system immediately, but this is, this is how my day's going. Cause my my lifestyle is a little bit different from yours, and I'll let you talk about it too as well. Uh, got two kids out of school, therefore I have to do certain things. You know, be, I have to be the responsible adult. You know, in the in the in the daytime, I have to make sure that schoolwork's being done. You know, I have to make sure that the, the lunch is being met. You know, recess is being had, things of that sort, right there. Um. After I mean, after that, you know, after a certain time, I get my workout in. I like to go for a run or hit a heavy bag. I hit the heavy bag if the wife's not home. The wife's home. I like to go for a run. After that, right there, I got, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to my bag or my bag right now is my refrigerator. And I'm going ahead. And I'm, you know, I'm doing supply runs. Every, yeah, I'm doing my supply runs every other day, and I'm, I'm, I'm just making it happen, man. I'm, I'm pulling out the, uh, the Corona seltzer. That's what I'm sipping, think- on, sipping on right now. I think uh, everyone's bag is the fridge <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is that really such a bad thing? I mean, what? what no, what? you, you got to treat yourself. Yeah, you have to, like especially during, during these times right here. Like this is we ain't some wild shit, man. So whatever it is that you need to get by, as long as you ain't hurt nobody, I mean, do what you got to. Maryland right now, where I live at, is a. Uh, at the eight o'clock, you pretty ha- you pretty much have no good business being outside, according to the governor. And if you are just out about doing this bullshit, then we gonna send your ass to jail for a year. So yeah, let's just stay safe, have a cocktail at home. You know, no, no need to risk it. Right. You they, pick- have you have you a Corona seltzer or a Modelo maybe with some lime? Mm. Throw some salt on there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Maybe. maybe you want to get in your bag and learn oh. how to mix some mixed drinks. Hey, hey. Now, oh, go, go on. Ahead. Talk about, no, no, please, you. Okay, you got well, it, you got as, it, you got as it. As you and I have talked offline recently, yes. since like last spring, actually, uh, I've been in my bag making mixed drinks. You have and been. It's fun. Uh, actually, I went on a cruise. It was open bar. Before Corona. Uh, what happened? Before, you- yeah. <laughs> way before Corona. <laughs> way before Corona. I went on a cruise when it was fun to go on a cruise. Right. Uh, it was open bar. It was paid for by Norwegian Cruise Lines. I did not pay for this open bar. It was given to me. So you add that to it. Five right. days out of Miami. Okay. Out of Miami. Going to the Bahamas. Uh-huh. Can I paint the picture any better? All right, right, Rick Ross. Go and do your thing. All right. So, you know, there's a mojito bar. Matter of fact, I'll tell a full story. It was week two in the NFL. Mm. Uh, they actually have uh, a channel for like sports on a cruise ship. There's very limited options. But there's a sports channel, and they were having NFL games. Now, uh, I was with uh, actually Simmons on this cruise, and he was exhausted from the tra- all the travel and stuff. So he takes a nap. Right, right, right. It's about three o'clock. It's pack. It's a. Uh, it's the Packers Vikings in Lambeau, where they call the Stephon Diggs OPI. It's the first one where it gets called back. If you can, rem- if the fans remember that. And then I it was Saints Rams, the yeah. game where Drew breaks his hand. Ooh. But 
I'm watching. I'm in the I'm in the cabin. I'm watching these games. And I'm like, isn't there a mojito bar on this ship? <laughs> so I I take out the cruise plan, the, like the, all the deck plans, excuse me, and it's on the opposite side of the ship. Oh and it's up like four floors. <sighs> and it goes to commercial. I'm like, I look at my watch. I, I can do this. So I go ahead, get out of my room. I go to the mojito bar. Mm-hmm. Now, when I get to this mojito bar, it is not just a mojito. It's not just your typical uh, rum, vodka, excuse me, not vodka, rum, mint, and uh, lime. They have pineapple mojitos and raspberry mojitos and jalapeno cucumber mojitos and coconut mojitos. They have all the flankers, all of them, all of them. And guess what? It's free. Free? It's free and it's unlimited. Oh, my God. You can drink buffet. Right, 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 right. So anyway, I get a glass. I take it to my room. By the time I get from the mojito bar to my cabin, it's already halfway gone. It's it goes down so smooth. I don't even realize it's halfway gone until I put the drink down in the cabin. Okay. Long story short, I repeat this cycle about four times. Simmons wakes up with crust in his eye. <laughs> Wipe the coal <laughs> out my eye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Biggie like, Smalls. <laughs> turns around half asleep and sees just like four glasses of mojitos. And he goes, what the fuck happened? Right, 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 right. And, but anyway, I said all that to say that was inspiration. I've been in my bag. This is a good time for the people out there to make their own, learn how to make your own mixed drinks. It's perfect. It's perfect for a first date. Perfect for date number 30. It's perfect for just you. It's perfect if you got the homies coming over. There's not the homies ain't coming over right now. Yeah. When, excuse me, when everything gets back to normal. Eventually, Uh, 2021. 2021. (laughs) You know, it's great. It's great. You want to listen to an album for the first time? Go ahead. Pop you a homemade margarita. Yeah. Make your own fresh, sweet, and sour. There's a lot of things to do, man. A lot of luxury of time. Learn how to make your stuff, learn your lane. Yeah, this is um we're we're living in interesting times right now. And I feel like that like even like you with the drinks, the cooking yeah. too as well. Like yeah. please, like go out there, like do things you haven't done before in the kitchen. Right. Do things you drink things you haven't drank before, like me. Right. I'm sipping on this like seltzer water is something alcoholic seltzer water, by the way. I mean, this isn't just regular seltzer water. There's the things yeah, these are things I haven't I haven't done before. But I'm trying to I'm using this time to almost reinvent myself. One uh, forty eight laws of power, by the way, book I highly recommend to everyone out there. This is uh this is a, this is a time, man. This is a time. Um, like Jay Z said, four forty four, a loss ain't a loss; it's a lesson. Now, with that being said, I'm not being disrespectful to any village out there that have contracted the coronavirus or have died from it. But for for those of us that are still here, by the grace. Uh, spend time with the family. Um, make phone calls to people you normally don't call that you want to reconnect with. Uh-huh. Learn how to do things that you normally didn't have time for. Take this time and use it appropriately. You and me, we're doing weekday podcasts and writing articles left and right. You know, that's just one example. So it's 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 an, it's it's a time, man. But we have to make the best of a bad situation, and I think you and me are trying our best to do that for for the human race. Yeah, I think uh, if you have the luxury of time, which a lot of us do, this is a great opportunity to self-improve and 
areas that you typically wouldn't be able to while keeping, you know, your loved ones and doing your part to not uh, expand this virus. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Now, if we can, we'll uh, stay away from all virus talk and we'll talk yes. a little bit of football. Now we got that all out the way. Let's do what we came in today. The Tyler Pops cast today is uh, like we hear, like we like to do here on uh, Rick and Jay's Admissible Bias, uh, episode two. Uh, all episodes can be found on, oh, I'm sorry, episode three. All episodes can be found on everywhere streaming services for podcasts are being uh, uh, played at Apple Podcasts, sorry for the burp, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, anywhere. Um, we have the case of NFL Free Agency Part 2. Part one was a huge success, but we have to th- do some things, some recaps. Jair. See. Can you please uh, tell us uh, our evidence segment and what we're doing here? So we're, we thought, you know, we're playing on this courtroom, right? We thought it'd be fun. You know, we. how many times you as a listener have you listened to like first take? And then like a week later, something comes up that reminds you of what was said a week ago, but nobody talks about it. No, right. we don't do that here. No. We're gonna keep our and not just first take. Yeah, all the all the networks and everything. We're gonna keep ourselves honest. That's why it's admissible bias. Because y'all, the audience, gets to keep us honest with some of the stuff we say. The jury. Right and wrong. The jury. The court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. We think it would be fun to keep ourselves accountable for what we say. Let's do it. You ready? Let's do it. All Let's right. Do it. So let's say let's let me put something where I was wrong at, and of course we'll uh, put something where we're right at too as well. Just give you the the yin and the yang, you know, a little bit of both, the black and white, uh, whatever two opposites are from there. I can't think of anything else right now, but we keep going. Um, I said A B, and uh, Melvin Gordon in the Tampa Bay. Now, with that being said, uh, the Melvin Gordon thing I was wrong on, obviously. Melvin Gordon signed with the uh, the Broncos, which is I think was a pretty interesting signing with uh, Philip Lindsay there. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the AB thing, I'm not gonna lie, the, Jire, I'm, I'm declaring yeah. myself half right on the AB thing. Okay. And I will tell you why. The um, the Green Bay Packers didn't come out. Head coach Matt Lafleur say, "Hey, we ain't signing AB." Um, Sean McVay, LA Rams, didn't say, "Hey, we're not signing this guy." There's only one head coach in the league that had to come out and have put out an actual statement saying, we're not interested in Antonio Brown, and that was Bruce Arians, which means that there's some type of internal discussions there that were enough with Tom Brady being there too as well to at least make individuals wonder if A.B. will come sign with Tom Brady and the Tom Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady and A.B. got along so well for that one game they played, but... Such a it would have been such an all time fit just both of them together because what AB does best is what Tom Brady does best as a quarterback. They complement to each other so each other so well, so beautifully. AB runs all the routes. Tom Brady can make all the throws. It is just it is just a, a match made in heaven. And with that being said, Bruce Arians felt that he had to he had to come out and say something. Was it wasn't like Tampa Bay's media isn't like New York where he's being pressed left and right. You know, yeah. Arians came out and offered this information. He didn't have to do that. He gave that information out. So I would say that that's half a victory. It's still a loss, but a moral victory. I'll take that. I'll take that. So you're saying where there's smoke, there's fire. And so there's legitimacy to the idea of a breed. You know Bruce Arians probably, to your to your point, actually, at least had a, a quick side conversation with Brady. Like, hey, what do you think of AB? 
Like had to the have. conversation took place. Had probably. to have. Had to have. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I like I said, this this it, I'll take a little bit, just a little bit of um credibility in that one right there. But it is what it is. All right, so that's where I was. That's two spot where I was wrong at. Um, as anything you want to call yourself on yourself for being right. <laughs> Let's talk about it because I think I we're both you. right on this one. Mama mentality. We were both right on this one. Yeah. Me and you both struggled to find places for Jameis and Cam Newton. Oh my God. Go back I, and listen to it. I was fumbling. Yes. I, I had a stutter. I, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know where these guys are going to go. It has been a week since we did that podcast, and both are unsigned. Yes, they are. And um, it's funny because I was like, Jameis, uh, fucking, just put on the Redskins. Because I thought, one, I thought it'd be fun that me and Jai we have a back and forth with Jameis Winston, you know, him being my boy that I have stood by since he stole those crab legs and him on well, my favorite team. I thought it'd just be like a fun destination just to, for us as a, as two football fans doing this podcast just to have this conversation with. But, uh, but Jameis, it was hard. It was hard to find a spot for Jameis. Cam, we, walk, we walked around the whole league too as well. And it was hard to find anywhere for him. Um, L.A., the Chargers, make the most sense. Uh, I think you said, what, Cam, possibly maybe uh, New England. And that was, like, after, like, really, really trying to find a home for him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's clear Belichick doesn't win him. But Cam is released. I mean, you can get him for cheap now. He is. He's, yeah, he's, I think he was owed uh, guaranteed money with the Panthers, wasn't he? Uh, I think there was a, they had a void on that contract. I think they only paid him, like, $2 million, actually. But, but I mean, it's still a little, it's a little guaranteed. So he'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he probably, he wouldn't come like super expensive. Like it wouldn't be like a Rivers, like one year, twenty five million. Which, by the way, I'm not giving Philip fucking inter- I'm not giving Philip uh, Rivers who just throw picks left and right twenty five million a year do the same thing. Okay, just, first of all, you disrespect what a Philip Rivers. Second of all, he's gonna have a resurging year. Put them, put that on record right now. I'm going in. Oh Phillip my god! Rivers. Stop right there. I'm going in. Who's he throwing to? T.Y. Hilton. Keenan Allen is a better receiver than T.Y. Hilton. That's not true. Not today. Yes, today. Maybe three years ago. No. Say the receiver talk. Say I say the receiver talk because I, okay, oh, so my quick, God. Let me ask you this. Huh? If I, if I gave you free money <clears throat> and I said, go to the Vegas line and you have to find a home for Jameis Winston, where is he going? Oh, my God. <clears throat> Honestly, at this point, he's a backup. He is a backup. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll go with you there as well. Cam Newton. Cam Newton signs with the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Chargers run a two-quarterback system with Tyrod Taylor and Cam Newton. <laughs> that sounds so awful. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that the way, they run it, the way they run the quarterback system, Cam Newton, I'm not sure what the cap situation is, but Cam Newton sounds like a one-year, I don't know, $15 million deal. It's some, I don't know, some quarterback standard shit. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just throwing numbers bingo, out. right? We're – was we're that? just throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah, we're just throwing stuff at the wall. I'm throwing the pasta at the wall, see if it's cooked. That's, that's <clears> what we're doing right so now. So this is what Cam needs, though. He needs, and Jameis, he needs to be the quarterback. Is Cam a backup now? As ridiculous as it sounds? Cam Newton is the Carmelo Anthony of the NFL. Oh, go ahead. You got to talk about it. I do. I just paused right there for dramatic pause <laughs> right there. That was dramatic pause. That was not, that was not me stopping. Okay. But. Honestly, could you? I mean, first of all, does it make sense? Just, just throwing it out there. Yes, because both of them need to be a starter in this league. 
they're not willing to accept really anything else except for a role that hasn't featured, you know, playing the game that they love. And they're too big of personalities to really be popping off the bench. You know what I mean? It's just too much of a locker room presence just having Cam Newton MVP three years ago, Super Bowl uh, runner-up. Yeah, four years ago, 2015. Yeah, I guess it was four years ago. Shit. But, yeah, just sitting out there, you know, just looking, you know, behind what? Tyrod Taylor running the offense? Behind who? Who else would we be behind? Uh, Tannehill's backup. Uh, What other places we could put him at? Uh, behind Russell Wilson in Seattle, you know what I mean? Like this, none of those places. It just doesn't sound right. Cam Newton is a, is a starter in his football league until the moment that he can no longer pick himself up and be healthy. Cam Newton obviously is healthy right now. Cam Newton's everything good to go. Cam Newton can still play football in his league. I think Cam Newton's accuracy get a little better, but it is what it is at this point. <laughs> It's not, yeah. yeah it's I mean, not getting better. Yeah, it just is what it is. But you know what Cam Newton can do, goddammit? Cam Newton, I think he still can give you 700 yards rushing, 3,000 yards passing. No. 3,000 3, yards passing. I'm not asking no, a lot. Okay. The, the rushing lot. is what I countered, not the passing. Yeah, yeah. I think he still give you 700 yards passing. An off year, he got healthy. He had that, he had that Liz Frank with his foot, though. So, uh, uh, Liz Frank kind of uh, I don't like guys with Liz yeah. Frank uh, I agree Yeah big guys with Liz Frank That kind of scares me So But I'm saying at his best That's what he can do This is why I propose him Going to the Chargers And playing in a two quarterback system Now check me now listen, listen to me I know it sounds wild Listen to me though He signs with the Chargers Cam Newton does all like the, uh, the he's, Imagine Cam Newton as a Super Tebow He does all the goal line work He does all the short yardage situations and he keeps Tyrod Taylor from taking those nasty hits and in, in, uh, in those quarterback sneaks, those third and twos. Cam Newton runs all the read option plays. He throws the ball at least maybe like five, ten times a game, runs the ball five, ten times a game, comes in and packages with uh, Tyrod Taylor. And the shotgun, Tyrod Taylor hands the ball off to Cam Newton, or they do like a, a, a split where the ball could go either to Tyrod or to Cam Newton. I mean, it's some things you could do here in this offense that sounds pretty interesting to me. What do you think? You know who's a hyper Tim Tebow in this league already? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is a perfect. He does everything he just described. The Saints love to use Taysom Hill actually as their quarterback threes because they like to put him out wide out. They like to put him on special teams. Cam becomes the backup. It's Drew Brees. He's a solidified starter. So you don't have to worry about that. It's not like Tyrod Taylor's in front of you. You know, There's Drew Brees. There's a level of respect there. That's and true. And then, if this is Drew's last year, you you become the Teddy, essentially, and the heir to the throne for next year. You think – are you are you fine as a Saints fan with Cam Newton? Of course. He helps me win on Sundays. Yeah, bring him on. Absolutely. Hmm. That's an interesting spot right there, actually, with Cam Newton There's sitting behind Drew Brees. for him with what we did. I mean, the, the – only reason we're even in the playoff game against the Vikings was because of Taysom Hill. It's the only reason. So th- there is a role for him in a Saint uniform. It's perfect. Like you say, goal line work. You know, it's perfect. Who 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 better to have Cam Newton quarterback two under depth chart than Sean Payton? He would find places. He would put all three of them on the field together. He would. He actually would. A lot of coaches would be like, "Oh, this is my number two quarterback. He doesn't go out there until." Something happens to the backup or or just a starter or or unless we're up by, you know, thirty points with like a minute left. Yeah, yeah. Sean 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 Payton uses everybody. 
Yeah, he's not entertaining. That, having Cam and Taysom Hill and Drew Brees all on the field at the same time. That sounds scary as fuck, to be honest. Let's make it happen. Sean Payton. I'm going to tweet him later. <laughs> you just don't know where the ball is going at at that point. You never know where it's going with Sean Payton. Oh, man. I just I just want to see Cam signed somewhere where he could play. I feel like the charge situation would be the best for him, but that same situation you described sounds kind of amazing. Look, I agree with you. The Chargers makes the most sense, but from everything we're hearing, the Chargers are just not interested. So, has Anthony Lynn, Tyrod Taylor, just boy, don't forget they were both in the Buffalo together. That's a good point. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think Cam's gonna have to be a backup. Cam Newton a backup. It just doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. All right, you ready to move on to uh oh. Jameis, we gotta find. We find. Do we find a home, Jameis? I said Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. We're good. We're, we sold on that one right there together. That makes sense. I'll go with that. All right. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like nothing else needs to go there. All right. Uh, okay. Free agency pickups since our last podcast. We'll go by the names. Uh, we have eight names here, so we just we just name them out. I throw one out to you, and uh, we'll talk about it. Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. I'm giving that uh, hot take. He will take over by week eight and be the starter. Uh, hot take. He starts week one. Oh damn! Okay, I thought my take was hot. All right, <laughs> as I was. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think Gruden likes uh, Gruden. Uh, Gruden doesn't like David Carr. Derek. Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, it, whatever. He doesn't like. He's like Derek Carr. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. And we, got it. Yeah. And uh, Marcus Mariota is kind of like one of his type of quarterbacks, like. Uh, a guy that can move around some. He loved him come out of college too as well. I mean, go back and watch that QB that QB camp he had with Marcus Mariota. I mean, the guy the guy loves him. He loves Marcus Mariota, and he and he fucking signed him. Uh, Mayock, a college guy, went out and got the college quarterback, Marcus Mariota. I feel like Marcus Mariota. Something was always off with him in Tennessee. He never looked to be. He never looked comfortable. I've always felt like the offense may just not been completely suited for him. But the things I saw him do in uh, Oregon was just amazing. I mean, this guy was like flinging that ball left and right. He gets to Tennessee and just like everything. I mean, Tennessee, they always had, they had a, they definitely had a lack of receivers. But this year, I mean, Marcus Murray was just, he just wasn't good. I think Tannehill was just better, to be honest. Tannehill just had a resurgence. Um, I like Marcus Mariota with, um, with the Raiders. I like him in Gruden's offense. Uh, Gruden is like a, he likes a little bit of mobility. Uh, you, you've seen in the past he has quarterbacks like Jake Plummer. Uh, he's had even Josh Johnson of who's played with like many many teams. Um, I think this guy right here in that offense. Uh, this is this is definitely a it's definitely a reach on my part saying he could start week one, but they didn't bring him in just to sit back up behind uh, Derek Carr. They brought no, him no in to start minute, games. But it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah, slowly but surely. Uh, the fit is excellent uh, in terms of Mariota with uh, Gruden. That West Coast offense, three-step drop, get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Don't make him think. Just let him play and then use his mobility like you said. Uh, two things Carr is not good at. No. No. And, uh, Gruden, he's not his quarterback. He didn't, he didn't pick exactly. Carr. Yeah. He picked Mariota, though. Right. Yeah, that's um, it's very interesting what happens there. Um, I'm rooting for uh, Marcus. Las Vegas, too, as well. Um, yeah. Marcus Mariota is not really a big personality, but 
I mean, he goes in there, he says winning games with this style of football that he could play to as well. I mean, Marcus Mariota, he can get down, run that football, and he can get some, a lot of yards on the ground. I want to see at least, if he starts, I want to see at least 500 rushing yards from Marcus Mariota. You know, it kind of reminds me of like a better, like, remember Chris Simmons with Gruden? Like on the Tampa teams? Yeah, and that team like, went to the playoffs. That team went to the playoffs. Every way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, they went to the playoffs. They actually beat the uh, – they lost to the Redskins in the playoffs that year. That's how well I know that one. Oh, 3-6. I remember that. I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the uh, the last uh, Redskins playoff win. So, I know that game very yeah, well. Um, in 2005, by the way. Everyone's out there keeping record. Now now I know why you're so angry. Time. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh. Hey, first of all, I just want to give a quick shout to one of uh, – a, a, a listener to us, uh, my man uh, Austin – AJ, a hey, BG, what's going on with you, BG? It's uh that man knows football just as well as you and me do. If I can uh, hey. say that, Jay. Let's, let's get him on a guest. Let's make it happen. Yeah, BG, when the hop on as a guest, I'm uh I'm all for that. He'll be uh he'll be great content. I talked to the man like. offline for an hour and a half over the phone. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah just about just different yeah, moves in the league. Like this man is well well versed in his knowledge. So BG, yeah, you want to come to this podcast with us? Yeah. Feel free. You know, we we kind of talked about this too. We. If we're both representing a case, we need a judge. Need a judge. That's a great guest appearance spot yeah. right there. You be a guest. You 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 are the judge. That's that's that's, that's who you are. That's who, that's who you get. Yeah. So far, we've been agreeing a lot for each other for uh for lawyers of the uh, opposing sides. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, hey. I mean, a lot of plea bargains. <laughs> <laughs> it's efficient, man. I mean, it's what it is. Like, we both know this isn't going to go. We don't want to go this in front of court. Like, let's just get the deal done now and get out the way. Listen, I don't think me or you are going to create conflict just for the sake of creating conflict. We'll, uh, it'll naturally occur and we'll go at it when that happens. But, hey, you know right what's now, crazy? It's a plea deal. Most, most, yeah, Martin. yes. And most cases go to plea deals in it regardless. So, that's it. Yeah. So, this is, actually, this is all on point. Yeah. Yeah. All or, right. Cool. I mean, you can listen to, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless argue about LeBron versus Michael Jordan for the 20th time. Yeah, and then just take a different positions. Just to take different positions. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck that. Um, shout out to Shannon Sharp, though. Um, Kyle Allen. I saw a picture. Wait, real quick. <laughs> there was a meme. You know when Shannon Sharp pours the Hennessy? It said, uh, yeah. when introverts find out they're on lockdown for a whole other month, and it's oh. got the Shannon Sharp <laughs> pouring the Hennessy. <laughs> with the, with the wave cap and the black in the mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like that's like that photo is fucking iconic, dude. I love that shit. Yeah. Oh, man, God, good content. Um, Kyle Allen traded from uh the Panthers to the Redskins for a twenty twenty fifth round pick. I'm gonna let you speak on this one. You're going Th- to your team. Thank you. Um, Kyle Allen will be starting football games for the Washington Redskins Week One. Why do I say this? Why do I say this? COVID-19. Coronavirus. Uh, Off-season programs will be pushed back. Uh, I feel like that even the league starting on time is in great jeopardy right now based on the, uh, the peak of when coronavirus is really supposed to take place, which is in May, possibly even June, which is going to really, really affect we're definitely rookie camps. That's all. The, that's all the. You didn't even think about that. It's out the window. OTAs not happening. Uh, training camp start. Eh, that's gonna be kind of hard to do that. So with that being said, why would you go with 
the quarterback that barely knows the offense versus the quarterback that's ran the offense for 16 games in the past year. Do I think Kyle Allen's more talented than Dwayne Haskins? No, I don't. Do I think Kyle Allen will start the whole entire year? I do not either. Do I think trading for Kyle Allen, uh, Kyle Allen was a great move? Absolutely. I think it was an excellent move. I'd rather have Kyle Allen on this football team right now that knows Scott Turner, offensive coordinator, son of North Turner, by the way, for the Redskins. Uh, Ron Rivera, who, of course, was the coach in the Panthers while Kyle Allen was there, versus a rookie quarterback from some school coming in here with Dwayne Haskins, and both of them just don't know the offense. you got to have some uh, a familiar face in the building. And Kyle Allen being the familiar face is the reason why I think that he will be starting week one just based on what is going on in today's society. Now, they both had an open training camp. They started on time in July. Dwayne Haskins is starting all day. Throwing out there right now. But just based on what's going on here, I mean, who knows? It's possible that football – what if football started in November? You know what I mean? Half a season. Who knows how that work out? But I think Kyle Allen will be the starter week one just based on everything that's going on today. That's what I think traded for him. Was an excellent move. All right, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't. If Ron Rivera is, is this is a rebuild project, right? In DC, it uh, it's. I mean, we got a rookie quarterback. We got all rookie wide receivers, and we got Adrian Peterson. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> I got an old Asian piece. Like, I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. But Terry McLaurin is a great receiver. I think I think Terry McLaurin, honestly, is a top 15 receiver in his league right now. I would go on record saying that. Oh, I'm glad. I, I'm going to hold you accountable for that here shortly. But I, I don't know. You, I know they didn't invest in it, but he's supposed to be the quarterback of the future. I think somebody in the ringer once said, you only have one bench move for your – star quarterback to bring it back in. This really, like, derails. You're telling me, this tells me they do not believe in Haskins at all and they want to move on. That's what that tells me. I don't think... They didn't draft Haskins. If that is the case, you need to be taken to at number two. It's, 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 it's too a healthy. I don't know. But if you don't believe that it's Haskins, it is not the quarterback of the future, you better take somebody... You're taking two at number two. It's not That's that what you need to do. Well, hold on a second. It's not that I think Haskins is not the future. It's that he doesn't know the offense the way Kyle Allen knows the offense, and he may need more time learning the offense. But if you're building for the future, you need them reps. You need he needs to be getting those reps. It can't be going to Kyle Allen. Kyle, so much done. But Kyle Allen, on the bench. Kyle Allen could come in and spot games and and win games for you. You showed that last year. He could do that. Right, but what I'm saying is if this is a team for the future, then they shouldn't be short-sighted in trying to win, uh, you know, split two and two going into week five. They, hey, look. they should prefer going one and three with Haskins than that result. NFL coaches are, uh, I mean, they are, they, they're playing for their jobs too as well. But Ron Rivera is safe. He just got hired. He's good. Like, I think it's, it would be a short-sighted move to start Kyle Allen. Well, actually, like, week one. Like I said, only because due to coronavirus, I think they start Kyle Allen week one. I see what you're saying. He knows the offense, the playbook. That's, that things. is literally the only reason why. If everything starts on time, this is Haskins' job. But because we're at unprecedented times, an unprecedented decision may be made. I see it. That is, that's, I can see it. That's like, I, I think Haskins is way more challenging than Kyle Allen. Haskins, last his last couple games of uh, last year, 
dude, I would recommend anyone go back and watch his footage. That dude was balling. Hey, Stephen A. Smith voice. This brother is box office. This brother is special. Like, Hassis was out there doing that. He was out there flinging that football. Like, it just looked in the pocket, moving about. You know what he, you know what he looked like? Honestly, Haskins, which is a good comparison for him. It's uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I, yeah, that's a good one. That's a very excellent or comparison Byron Leftwich, maybe? Uh, I think his floor is uh, Byron Leftwich. I think his, his ceiling is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, I respect it. Cool. I respect it. Uh, Haskins should start week one. He, he should future. he? Yes, he should start week one, but I don't know just because of everything. I don't know when the football season is kicking off. That's the only I reason why. I have faith in Ron Rivera to make that right call. I have faith in uh, Riverboat Ron that whatever call he makes is the right call. It's a good, it's a, you know what? That Ron Rivera brings respectability to Giant Haskins' Joe Gibbs. You know, right? He does get benefit of the doubt. He does. So if Ron, Jay Gruden, whatever he would decide, I'd crucify for. Please don't bring that. Please don't bring that name up to me. That is, <laughs> that that I didn't want. I never wanted that man even hired in the first place, and I had to deal with he him for six not. years. No, you're right though. Uh, Ron Rivera, just based on his pedigree, whatever decision you make, uh, I would back him. Yeah. Initially, anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's a smart decision. Kyle Ellen's ability. Y'all talking? Oh, we talking reckless. We talking reckless out here. Hey, we ain't talking reckless. We just talking facts, baby. That's it. AJ, shout out to you guys watching. All right. Um, Gurley, Todd Gurley, thoughts to the Falcons. Oh, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. First of all, the Rams cut him, this dude. It, that tells you the amount of money that they owed him, that they believe he is non-productive. If he was just semi-productive, they would have kept him on the roster. But when they took all that guaranteed money and all those uh, everything and tried to trade him for us uh, probably a sixth round pick and couldn't get that that should tell you something why that running back is on the market because that contract because of the contract but they gave up so much in guaranteed money that if if he is just semi-productive they would have kept him but they did it so Atlanta says you know what I love injury riddles starting running backs. <laughs> I love them. That's all I know. <laughs> Ty Gurley, they signed him for $6 million. $6 million. Here are the running backs we're going to make more of him this year. Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Horro. Derrick oh. Henry, don't pay your running backs, people. Do not pay your running backs. Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon, Saquon, Fournette, Austin Eckler, Gurley. Gurley is still the top 10th highest paid running back in the league. <laughs> you shelled out that much money when you have holes on your offensive line and when you just had Devontae Freeman who, who just cannot stay healthy? What are you doing? What are you, why are you giving this much money up to the easiest position to find in the draft? You can find a running back in the third round and he can start day one. But no, you decide to fill tickets in that empty stadium on Sundays, it's embarrassing. It's going yeah. to work. It's going to work. It's, em- it's embarrassing. I t- and then t- t- I'm watching right now, I'm watching Chiefs Rams, the Monday Night Classic <laughs> two, two years ago. And Ty Gurley has zip. You know, he, he's flying down the field. He's taking hits. This is not the same player. He's on my he's fantasy not the team. Same. He's only the same player in name. He is not the same. He doesn't have the pop. He doesn't have the explosiveness. He doesn't have the physicality. Let me uh, let me tell you a few things. So I so 
he had zip in that year. That was two years ago. I um uh, I play fantasy football. I love fantasy football. We do a fantasy football podcast on here too as well. I may do one tomorrow. B and Y uh F uh F F B. I'm posting one tomorrow too as well. I'm posting one tomorrow. So check this out. I after that year I had girly and what was that 2017? I want to say. No, no, I had him the year, last year before last year. That was, last year was 2019, 2018. 2018 was the year. Yeah, two years ago. They had that great season. After 2017, he had a great season too as well. Yep. But yep, then he yep. said, I watched Gurley towards the end. I was like, something's not right here. It's not. Yeah, I was like, some, Super Bowl, if you remember. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And I was like, something's off with this. And next year, I was like, I'm not picking Gurley. Like, I'm not drafting him because something's not right with that knee of his. And his usage is just completely off. I think dude carried the, the ball what like four times in an NFC Championship game, and yeah, barely carried it. Yeah, yeah, barely carried all the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl either. Yeah, exactly. I was like, something's off here. Something ain't right. So me, Ricky, sitting here in my house. No, I have no, you know, no reports, nothing, no, no inside information, and I can see that from my couch that something was off. And this uh, this year popped up, and he looked bad for a lot of the games. Now. Towards the end, he played a little bit better, but I mean, the Rams missed the playoffs. He wasn't he wasn't the same the same player he was two years ago in that Monday night game against the Chiefs in that season. He was excellent then. Gurley's knee scares me. Gurley had knee problems before that in college and high school. Gurley, um, dude, Gurley, I, I, I love the guy. He's a, he's a great individual. Like everything about him, like his story, uh. I'll, I'll even send you a link to his story. Like, his story is amazing. The problem with Gurley is that, well, not really the problem with Gurley. The, uh, the problem with the Falcons signing him is that it was more so because of he went to Georgia than anything else. If Gurley went to Michigan, would the Falcons have signed him? No. If the Gurley went to California, would the Falcons have signed him? Nope. Because Gurley is not even, if I'm right, Gurley's not from Georgia. He just went to Georgia. I want to check myself real time on that one real quick too as well. I just want to make sure I'm giving everyone out there the best information. Falcons, Gurley, free agent. The, bought the wait, hold a second. Oh, oh what, what the fuck? Gurley was born in Baltimore, Maryland. He went to high school in North Carolina. There it is right there. The only reason they signed him is because he went to school in Georgia. That is literally it. That is what I think. And it's for put fans and put fans' butts in those seats right there. But Gurley, he can't carry the ball more than what 150 times a season. If that, this even, I think it's being, I think it's being very, um, it's being very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Right there, liberal, very, very liberal with the football. The man is, uh, the. I'm not saying he should retire. I'm not saying that. But at some point, you have to think more so of your long-term health versus playing the game of football. Gurley, you got 45 million guaranteed from the Rams. I understand being an athlete, the love of the game, but sometimes you got to think about love of life too, as well. Quality of life. Go ahead, Jay. I got nothing to say about that. Uh, for the record, that reference was from uh, Spot Track. Uh, give credit to what credit is due. And uh, once again, the the Rams gave up twenty million in dead cap space money to get rid of Todd Gurley. Yeah. To get rid of, <clears throat> and then you sign him for six. That's a, that's how GMs get fired. Let's move on. This is this is just an awful signing. It's it's awful. Well, is it really awful signing for the Falcons? Depending on how they use him, it's a question. He's not a bell cow back. Let's put that out there right now. So you're paying six million for a backup? 
That's also a lot of money too, as well, for a running yeah, back. Yeah, the money is my issue. If you sign them for cheaper, then by all means. But we didn't even know there was a market for Gurley. You don't even know what the physical. If a physical was done with everything going on, a, just, prop, a it, proper it's physical. Bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's I, bad. When you can find a Mark Ingram who was signed for four million a year last year, give me that over over Todd Gurley, man. Hey, you talking Ravens? Give me Gus Edwards over Todd Gurley. Give me uh just Hill. What's that? Give me Gus. I would love Gus Edwards. Yeah, cheaper. And he gets the job done. Gurley got signed based on his name and where he got to school at. That's it. That's it. And and you know and and it's not being disrespectful. You know, people out there may not like it. I have so many Atlanta Falcon fans on my um on my own timeline too as well. My own feed. Oh, and they, they all me. oh they all love that <laughs> shit. They all loved it. They all loved it. I'm like, hey, this man's knees. Is not the same. This is the Todd Gurley from 2017, 2016, 2018. This is Todd Gurley no. from last year, getting a year older with more hits based on behind that offensive line that you have. With Matt Ryan has not been the same since Kyle Shanahan left. There it is. I knew you were going to bring that up. Uh, Gurley's not the same. He's just not. No. No. Now, I'll tell you what. If Shanahan was still there calling, calling offensive plays, I'll be like, oh, hold a second now. He may get a little juice out of him. Just based no, on that scheme. Even, I don't even believe that because he couldn't the, – the fit with Sean McVay is perfect in terms of that oh, outside you know what? zone run. I, you know what? I take that back all the way. I take that back all the way because McVay comes from that same school where Shanahan does. Yeah. They, how did I, I, I forget has, that? He has no explosion. He has no pop. He, it's gone. It is gone. Yeah, it's, it's not nothing. coming back. He's a plotter at this point. Like, and you but, paid him $6 million. $6 million for what, what 3.5 yards to um, – 3.5 yards a carry. I'm kind of upset we're even talking about this, though. That's how upset I am after the signing. But one more thing, though. Just want to touch on it. Yeah, I want yeah, to, yeah. I want to see is uh, I want to just touch on Todd Gurley's numbers from last year. Now, I know, I'll like, towards it. yeah, towards the end of the season, he played a lot better, but... <sighs> God damn, dude. I just want to look for his numbers real quick. It's on the time fly. I didn't expect to do this much Todd Gurley research, but last year... Uh, 223 carries. Oh my God, there's so many carries for him on that knee. 857 yards, 12 touchdowns, 3.8 yards a carry. That's bad. Can't even average four. 3.8. The year before that, 2018, no many yards per carry he had? Uh, 4.8. Yeah, well, four, yeah, 4.9. The year before oh. that, 4.7. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just, <laughs> dude, it's just, yeah, this isn't good right here. Um, receiving, um, his receiving numbers even went down last year. He went, like, the, the real thing about Gurley is that he was a, a big-time receiving back. 2017, looking at it, 64 uh, uh, catches. 2018, 59, 2019, 31. His even average uh, yards per catch went down. Like, everything with Gurley went down. Like I just think he's not. It's just the health wise with Gurley. It's not ever been like his mindset or anything like that. It's just the health, dude, that worries me. That knee worries me. He can't play. You're being too respectful. He can't play anymore. And you know he's 25 years old, but running backs get shot early. It's the knee. It's not like an ACL tear where he can come back. The knee, by all intents and purposes, it, this has lingered for over a year now. You know, hey, like Bane said best against Batman, victory has defeated you. There it is. Let's move on. Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. Do you love that? Actually, this is 
I'm not a fan of paying running backs, but there is an exception. You have a quarterback on a rookie contract that just naturally means you got more money to spend. And what's a quarterback's best friend? A running game. I like it. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm curious about uh, first of all, Melvin Gordon, um, the whole holdout thing, all that. That's right. That agent should be barred and be crum- He should be in law. You know what? Bring that agent over here to the podcast, and we can throw his <laughs> ass in jail. All right, as two pro bono lawyers ourselves for the fanatics. That guy right there really fucked up. But I tell you, he's really happy that he fucked up. It's uh, Austin Eckler and Austin Eckler's agent. Oh, they're loving that shit. Melvin Gordon out. Easy, easy. Yeah, it was um, it was bad, man. It was bad, like that. Okay, he cost so so much money, just not signing back with the Chargers when they offered. It. I think they definitely offered him more money than uh than the Broncos did. I think he was looking for like ten million though a year for the Chargers. Chargers were like, eh, we got this other guy, Austin Eckler, behind you, and Justin Jackson too as well. Was not a bad running back. Love him on on and off the field, dude. Yeah, that's uh that's that's ah ah. Gordon, now you hear competing for carries with uh Philip Lindsay, which is actually not a bad running back tandem. No, it's great. Yeah. Now, yeah, I was looking at more of the Melvin Gordon aspect, but as to the Broncos aspect, yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad, it's not, it's not bad. I'm, I'm curious how the carries are gonna be divvied up between the both of them, though. And it's only uh, it's only a two-year contract too, right? Two years, sixteen it's not a million. Deal. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. I'd yeah. much rather pay that than Gurley six on one. Yeah, and not to mention Gordon has a lot of juice left to his game too, as well. He has knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you have you have knees. Like you, we can we can trust you to take the ball and do things with it. So, Melvin Gordon, I, and he's and I think he's a pretty he's a pretty decent he's a decent receiving back too as well. You know who Todd Gurley has become? Huh. I, and I'm sorry, I know we passed it, but it's perfect. He's become Brandon Roy. Oh, that's painful right there. You know, because it's true. Uh, Todd Pain hurts. Todd Gurley is a Brandon Roy of the NFL. The talent was always there. Yes. The injuries Beloved. have betrayed you. Yes. Beloved. God, no dude. God, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, because it's true. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, D- yeah, Darius Slay to the Eagles. Yeah, they needed something to fix that Philadelphia secondary because they got – they've been burnt the last two <laughs> oh years. Oh, my God, dude. It's been <laughs> – I mean, I'm Amari Cooper – should pay the Philadelphia Eagles because you could thank him for his contract. Jesus. All right. They, they got just torched. I know they, they've been hurt. I, mean, I know. I understand. But nonetheless, uh, I like the signing. Uh, I got to see the contract numbers again. Do you have it in front of you? Uh, Darius Slay contract numbers. Uh, I would definitely look it up. But um, one thing I want to throw out there why, why I am looking it up. Uh, Darius Slay is going to wear number 24 this year. He's wearing number 24 in honor of uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, so this is um, this is uh, this is this is this is incredible, dude. Um, first of all, I I just love that that part right there. I know he went out of um, yeah, he definitely went out. Of, <laughs> he went out bad, dude. He went out so he's bad. Like, uh, he's like Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it right here. Darius Slay. Um, he had nothing good to say about Patricia, uh, coach of the Lions. Uh, Darius Slay signed a three-year, uh, $50.5 million contract extension with the Eagles after uh, the team acquired from the Lions. $30.05 is guaranteed money with $26.05 million guaranteed as signing. 
Yeah, they paid a pretty penny. I'm not gonna lie, that's a lot. Uh, I like their signing though. Uh, like twenty six guaranteed at the very yeah, twenty six guaranteed at the very least. So he's probably gonna make about ah oh, he's he, he, three year three year contract fifty million. It's not bad. I mean they get the they, is, yeah they getting the best out of Darius Slay for sure. I like it. They're gonna get, they're gonna get some of his best years, and they need like I said they just needed something. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, this this signing as a Redskins fan, I don't lie to you, didn't really scare me. No, they need more. Their work is not done back there. They no, also I, get to uh, slot Jalen Mills, uh, LSU Tiger, uh, to that hey. safety position where a lot of Eagles fans think uh, his more natural position. So I guess uh, that frees up uh, a slot because they let go of Malcolm Jenkins as well. And that right there, that scared me too as well. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. We should talk about that here soon too as well. Yep. That wasn't really part of the show, but now you brought it up. We should definitely talk about that. But real quick on Darius Slay. Um, Darius Slay doesn't really um, scare me as a Redskins fan. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Wait, hold a second. Hold a second. The only thing that scares you is Jay Gruden. The only thing that scared me was uh, Jay Gruden, but uh, Terry McLaurin. I want to make sure that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Darius Slay says Terry McLaurin. Was the second hardest wide receiver to guard in 2019. Uh, to be honest, that whole year, besides Keenan Allen, my hardest one-on-one that I covered that year was McLaurin. He probably would have scored to me two times. During the Redskins' Week 12 victory over Detroit, McLaurin finished with a modest five catches for 72 yards with no touchdowns. But the rookie was able to break free multiple times against Slay. Uh, including two that would have been sure touchdowns had not Dwayne Haskins overthrown him. There's a lot being said right there. Oh my God, dude! I could that could be another thirty minute podcast itself. One, I watched that game. Haskins overthrew um, uh, McLaurin twice. He had he had Slade beat. Um, Mc, Slade could not hold McLaurin's jockstrap during that whole entire game. McLaurin's a top fifteen wide receiver. That's just a quick thirty minutes. I just summed up right there. Uh, Darius Slade does not scare me as a as a Redskins fan. Let him guard, let him guard Chad McLaurin. I'm fine with it. I'm absolutely fine with it. I'm a fan of him. I don't think he. I think as a uh, he's a B plus with great playmaking ability. I don't think as a shutdown corner in the Marshawn Lattimore uh, kind of realm, but I do think he he is a solid B B plus player with excellent playmaking. Ability, so we'll see. He needs; they need more help in that secondary. If there's no safety behind him, is he worth thirty million a year? There's very few corners that can play without safety help, though. And that's the problem right there. If you can, if you're a cornerback that can play with safety help, why am I paying you thirty million dollars a year? It's a good question. I like the way the Eagles built their team back in the day, like when they went to Super Bowl. They had a great defensive front. They had great safeties, and the cornerbacks were pretty. They were, they, were, they were decent. Like, I don't think you need, like, really, really good cornerbacks if you have really, really good safeties. I uh, completely actually agree. We're agreeing a lot here uh, about, about how to build a team. Okay, plea bargain. Uh, it's harder to find great safety play. Uh, corners, if you're going to help anyway, then why do you need to pay uh, top dollar? But that's a question for – that's a whole other uh, – building a team podcast in and of itself. Yeah, like if you have decent speed and you can cover within 10, 15 yards, like somewhat, I mean, if you have if you have good outside rushers or in a good defensive line, the defensive line is everything. Give me a good line 
and I could put my I could put me back there. You and me could play cornerbacks, and we're going to we're going to hold somebody down for at least ten, at least five to ten yards, maybe. But it'd be so much pressure at that point. I mean, unless you're playing as like a top quarterback, I think you'll be okay. I don't know cornerback play, and I, I love I, I play cornerback. You know, so I mean, I love the position, but. If you have a good safety in this league and good lineman, then a cornerback is kind of undervalued. That's why I'm like $30 million for a guy that's 29, and he's not going to his prime anymore. And the wide receivers in his, in, the wide receivers that he's going up against aren't, are, are they're pretty damn good too as well. So we'll see. We'll see how Slay does. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Chris Harris, Chargers. You want to talk on it? Uh, two years, $20 million, I think, is the contract number. I'll look it up, but keep talking. Uh, I like the signing. He's a really excels in the slot. He fills a need for them. Uh, the Chargers quietly are building a very good defense between uh, Bosa. Uh, it, I like the signing. I thought it was great. It's only short. Uh, he's up there in age. Uh, Chris Harris, I think he's 30, 31, but for only to be a two-year deal, I'm a fan. I've, uh, yeah, it is a, um, what's that? I'm still looking at right now. Uh, yep, two year contract with the Chargers worth uh, roughly twenty million. I want he's, he's thirty years old. I, I can run with that. Yeah, and he excels in the slot, which is becoming increasingly valuable in oh, the NFL. So yeah, I'm need, a big fan of the signing. You need a good slot. In fact, receiver. I was upset when I saw the numbers that the Saints couldn't pry him away. So that should tell you something. The Raiders offered him a three year offer too, as well. He like the Chargers defense: Bosa, Ingram, Casey Howard, Derwin James. I like Derwin James, Desmond King. Oh, yeah. Yep, Imagine yep, yep, yep. if they do. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah tweeted this too. Uh, everyone's assuming they're going offense. What if they get like an Isaiah Crowell there at six with that defense? Oh my God, that could be. Yeah, that defense. Right? Is, yeah, that defense could be something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting because everyone has a mock draft O line or quarterback, but if Isaiah Crowell's there or somebody, or some other defensive player that they want, that's interesting. They can. Um, the Chargers are in a great spot. The only, I mean, they're in a great spot in the draft, and that's team wise. They're in a horrific spot as far as city goes. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Honestly, I don't know where the. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They they deserve better. They, deserve they should better. be in San Diego where they belong. They Shout belong in San Diego. Who got screwed? Chris Harris belongs in San Diego. He does. Oh my! San God. Diego's a beautiful city, undefeated. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the Chris Harris. I, I've I've always respected the career of Chris Harris. I don't really have. I don't have a bad thing to say. The dude's been a solid pro every step of the way. I like it. Yeah, he's 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 he, they won the Super Bowl with Chris Harris. Uh yep, yep, yep. yeah, that Chris Harris has been like that defense was feared. Him and uh Talib, you know, that Ooh. yeah, that that defense was something disgusting, dude. Like he was shutting Chris Harris was shutting down motherfuckers completely. I'd rather have Chris Harris at those numbers than Darius Slay at his numbers, even though I believe Slay is the better player of the two. Um right now, maybe. Maybe. Um, but I still would rather have Slay at his number. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd rather have Chris Harris at his number. That's what I'm saying. His. Yeah. yeah, you are absolutely I'd rather right. I'd have Chris Harris. Yeah. yeah. Give me Chris Harris all day. All Agreed. right. So this is something I got to do, but I want you to tell the story real quick. I got to take a piss. But of course you do. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, self reward it just does it to you. But I'll, I'll be ready for the uh, the long. Uh, we actually written, we're at about an hour in. We got about a good. Uh, we got the best is yet to come. So if you if you can while I'm gone, could you please yes. tell the story of uh, yourself? At the uh, NFC uh, playoff game last year, Vikings uh, Saints. Get off the mic. <laughs> can you monologue that? And I'll hop back in I here. I can monologue about... that, actually. 
Was that? I can monologue it. Monologue it. I'll hop back it back in. All right, do your thing. Right. Actually, uh, uh, I actually got a really cool uh, custom jersey that says, I got 37 on there for Steve Gleason, and it actually has never punt on the back. I got it custom made. Uh, I got it in white, of course, uh, to refresh everyone's memory. That's from the 2006 uh, reopening of the Superdome. It's actually going to re-air on Monday Night Football here. They're doing this uh, really cool thing with the coronavirus where they're replaying classic games. Anyway, that's the fame. Superdome is reopening after Katrina in 2006. Steve Gleason comes with the punt. You know, the rest is history. It was really like a revival, quite frankly. And uh, anyway, uh, Steve Gleason, uh, his, his slogan is, uh, never punt. Now, Steve Reeson has uh, Alzheimer's, unfortunately, and, uh, but he's fighting the good fight. And uh, his slogan on Twitter is, never punt, never punt, never punt. And uh, I got the custom jersey. I had wanted it for a long time. And I finally just pulled the trigger on it. I go to the game with it. And it's just, I, I go to the, there's a statue. I actually have a picture of this. And I got like the cheesiest ass smile you could have. Where I took the jersey off. I did it like soccer style. And I had it like facing the opposite way, and I had some uh, some fan just take a picture of me, and like everyone's eyes just like lit up. And uh, throughout the game, tailgating at the game, you know, getting a drink at the concession, everybody would stop me and be like, "Yo, I like your jersey. Yo, I like your jersey. Yo, I like your jersey." Uh, it's a great jersey. Great jersey. I appreciate that. So there you go. There's there's the recap of Saints Vikings, and uh, that's all there. That's all that happened that day. <laughs> that was. Uh, I feel like I had perfect time on that one. That's it. That's <laughs> what I do, man. Flex. All right, shit. Let's get to our uh, our last two. Um, I would say the very last uh, free agent signing for you, but uh, we'll touch on this one. Uh, Roby Anderson uh, to uh, the Carolina Panthers. Makes sense, right? Uh, with uh, Joe, Joe Harris, Joe Brady, excuse me. Uh, uh, what he like? He loves speed. He loves those clear route. Just get a get a deep guy. Let him take that safety and let someone work underneath that. He loves those kind of route combinations. Yeah. So the signing is perfect. Joe Robert Brady, your guy for LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves that stuff. He loves that option out kind of stuff. Kind of what Sean McVay used to do with Brandon Cooks. Just yo, just run this deep route. Take the safety. We'll have Cooper Cup chilling. Or better yet, 2007 with Randy Moss, and they just let Wes Walker eat yep. off of Randy Moss's double coverage. And, and so that's, and that's a mission. Yep, and that's a mission. Uh, Matt Rule coached uh, Roby Anderson in college at Temple. There you go. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, it makes, but the only problem with this fit is one thing. Teddy Bridgewater, what does his arm look like? Okay, first of all, you are, Teddy Bridgewater is Alex Smith. He does not throw the ball down the field. Yeah, so why sign a speed guy to go down the field? I mean, he can throw it, uh, but he's not going to rip it deep down the field. They'll use him. How? I don't know. The same way the Saints have used Ted Ginn for three years, but Drew can't throw past 15 <laughs> yards. But it works. All right? Defensive coordinators love to play the deep threat, even if the quarterback can't throw it. You saw it with Alex Smith. I unfortunately saw that with Alex Smith. I, I um I'm very sad to see what happened to Alex Smith. I didn't yes. I didn't want to see that at all. But um uh, I, I gotta be uh, more gracious to Alex Smith right now with his current yeah. uh, state. But yeah, you understand what state. I'm saying. You know, I, you, I, I get what you're saying, but I did not like Alex Smith in uh in the in 
I don't like Alex Smith as a Redskin, to be honest. I thought he was way too conservative. Um, his weapons around him weren't that great, but I feel like that he needs good weapons around him to be a good quarterback. Which That's means that he needs speed. Yeah, he needs. Uh, yeah, he's just way. Oh, God, I want to Alex Smith. We'll just leave it alone, dude. Just get better. And honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see him get come better. back and play football. I would love to see that. But, I, would, um, I would too. Yeah, but everything I critiques for him is just on the football field, but not him as a man or a human okay, being. How about this? Let's take a break with Alex Smith. How about your boy Derek Carr, right? He, he don't throw the ball down the field. <laughs> no, he doesn't. They respect they safeties for whatever reason always play the deep threat. Yeah, they wasn't it somebody who said uh they finally just uh cheated up on a defense and realized Carr don't throw the ball down the field. I forget who said it for the exact quote. But he was exposed. Anyway. I like it. <laughs> Sign speed. Get Robbie Anderson on the cheap two year deal. What's not uh, to love? Two two years, twenty million. I mean, it's not it's not cheap. I would say it's cheap. Nah, it's fine. They got money. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, seven years, sixty million from that rule. Give them speed. You can't tease speed in the NFL. This is true too, as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk about him here in a little bit as well. Uh, the last signing we're going to get into before we uh go into a special segment is um. Emmanuel Sanders to the uh, New Orleans Saints. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I saved the best my for you, eyes. my friend. Oh. I got Kyle Allen with the Redskins. Sir, the floor is yours. So, I don't know how Mickey Loomis does this, the Saints GM, with these numbers and stuff, but under nobody's radar did we ever think a Saints fans were going to be able to afford Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he goes to San Francisco. He torches us. And the best game of the year, right, San right. Francisco New Orleans game, uh-huh. was quite frankly the best game of the year. And he just torches us. He even threw a touchdown pass. He was flexing on us. All right, <laughs> it was painful. It was painful. Anyway, the my man signs for a two year, sixteen million with up to nineteen million in incentives. It's a phenomenal price for what you're getting. The fit. We talk about fit a lot on this podcast. I love we fit. Talk about talent. Mm. We talk about fit. The fit is a Plus, you get a receiver who is great on the short to intermediate routes, which is the only thing Drew can throw, throw nowadays because he can't throw the ball down the field. God bless him. It's, it's, <laughs> the fit is perfect. Emmanuel Sanders is an extremely high IQ. He knows how to, you know, the Saints, it's an it's a offense where the route is predicated based on coverage, so it requires really high IQ. Emmanuel Sanders known for his IQ. And quite frankly, the downfall of the Saints team has been, they're just one play away. But when you have teams that lock up Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, there's just nobody there. There was no one there for the last three years. Right. Like one person. Can somebody just make a play? Like, at, at its most simplistic, can somebody just get me, like, if it's basketball, just give me a bucket. We finally have that third piece in place that can just make a play happen. And, it, and he made the play happen last year in the Super Bowl, but your boy, Jimmy Garoppolo, overthrew him. He sure did. <laughs> well, say, why, why, why is, is Bravo my boy? Whoa, hold a second now. Throws. Hold on. That is one of the greatest <laughs> what-if throws. San Francisco retakes the lead with about four minutes and change to go. Oh, my God. But Garoppolo overthrows him. He beats he beats the coverage and the safety. Was that four minutes? I thought it was less than that. that was like a, like, I think you're right. I was being modest. I wanted to Yeah, I would say it was like, that's within, what, a minute maybe? Yeah. It was like towards but, the end of the game. But, it's, but what I'm saying, Sanders has that even at his age. He's got more than enough speed uh, to be even double coverage. I'm surprised. And now he gets to be at number two. 
Oh my god, dude! He I'm surprised. The Superdome? He... Oh, dude. Why was it? Why did? Why did the 49ers let him go in the first place? This is a great question. You gave up a third round pick. This, I'm glad you brought this up. You gave up a third round pick for this man. He comes in, he performs, and you can't re-sign him. And wh- who else you got? Your receivers. The uh, Debo Samuel. I like Debo Samuel, but y- you know you need more than just one. They got a uh, they got a couple of, like young guys on there, but yeah, you need vets. You need, yeah, exactly, need... exactly. They gave up a third round pick for the man, and they had nothing to show for it. Nothing. That they didn't even flip him for another pick. Nothing. God, dude, last year in San Francisco, he uh with Denver, he played uh seven games, thirty catches, three sixty-seven, uh, twelve yards of catch, two touchdowns. Uh, San Francisco, nine games, thirty-six catches. 512 yards, uh, 14 yards of catch, and three touchdowns. I mean, the dude had a, uh, I mean, that's 66 total. That's uh, about 900 yards and five mm-hmm. touchdowns. Dude, he's going to, those numbers are going to go through the, he's, 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 yeah, he's going to do so much better in a pass-happy offense, which he said he wanted to go to was the pass-happy offense. And he's going to get single coverage. Michael yeah, Thomas with Michael Thomas over there, yeah. Yeah, Jared Cook's still there too as well, doing his thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Alvin Kamara. Yep. Latavius Murray. Yep. Who I'd much rather have than Gurley on his contract. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Healthy too as well and faster. Latavius Murray is one of the fastest running backs in the league. Is Emmanuel Sanders a top twenty receiver in this league today? Oh, for sure. I agree. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, he may be a top fifteen fantasy option. With that being said. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, you could either you, you could draft Michael Thomas early, or you could uh, could just wait maybe a couple rounds to get Emmanuel Sanders for cheap. That's a little fancy football knowledge for everybody out there. But yeah. I mean, who what do I know? You know, I just got a few titles in my uh. So yeah, yeah. nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Uh, 